Bernie Sanders did what I think is his first interview since endorsing Biden. It was with Chris Hayes on All In. They also talked about the debt ceiling, of course, and the Inflation Reduction Act. First time in the last three presidential campaign cycles, Senator Bernie Sanders is not running for president. He was, of course, chief rival to Hillary Clinton in the Democratic primary in 2016, also the strongest competitor against Joe Biden in the 2020 primary. In both races, Senator Sanders had a large and enthusiastic following and received millions of votes. He is not running this time. Instead, on the very same day that President Biden officially announced his re-election campaign, Bernie Sanders told the Associated Press that he is not running and endorsed Biden instead. And Senator Bernie Sanders, independent of Vermont, chairman of the Committee on Health, Education, Labor and Pensions, joins me now. Uh, Senator, it's good to have you. Uh, it seems like it was a fairly straightforward and easy decision for you to endorse the president for re-election. Why? I don't think one has many alternatives here. What's at stake is the future of American democracy. Uh, what's at stake is whether we have some right-wing demagogue uh, running this country or pathological liar or somebody who's trying to divide us up or whether we re-elect somebody who is a very decent human being who's trying to do the opposite, trying to bring the American people uh, together. Uh, look, Chris, I think it is uh, a surprise to nobody uh, when I say that I disagree with Biden on, on many issues. Uh, but on the other hand, I think he deserves credit uh, for what he has accomplished. And our job now as a progressive movement is to rally the people of this country to make sure that the next four years uh, complete some of the efforts that have uh, begun over the, in the first administration. And that means we have to keep our eyes on the prize and understand that today tens and tens of millions of working people are struggling and are in pain in the richest country in the history of the world. So while on one hand, the fight has got to be to protect women's right to control their own bodies, and we just heard a moment ago some of the implications of what right-wing policy has done to women. Uh, we have got to fight to protect democracy. On the other hand, we cannot lose track of the fact that over 60% of the American people are living paycheck to paycheck. Over half a million people are homeless. People can't afford health care, can't afford prescription drugs, can't afford to go to college, uh, in many cases working for starvation wages. So we need an agenda that speaks to working people, that brings them together to say, hey, what about a government that works for us and not just the billionaires? Um, the, the House, of course, just passed yesterday a, a debt ceiling budget bill. It's, 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 it, that's a little misleading because it doesn't actually get into the specifics. But a few of the things it does specifically are block the forgiveness of, of student, uh, student loans uh, that the executive has currently attempted and is tied up in court. It would also repeal parts of the Inflation Reduction Act, and it would cap spending and imply huge spending cuts for all kinds of programs. Um, what, what's this, what do you think of that? What's the Senate think of that? Well, I can't speak for the entire Senate, but I think it's an absurd proposal. It is a reactionary proposal, and it's something that we cannot accept. Look, the bottom line here is that we have to pass a clean debt ceiling bill. You know, we accumulate debt. You got to pay off your debt. I mean, this is what Don, we did under Donald Trump. This is what Ronald Reagan talked about. When you got a debt, you got to pay it. And if you default on that debt, you're going to cause a massive recession or worse in this country and around the world. So you got to have a clean debt ceiling bill. That has got to be the bottom line. You can then argue about budget priorities. And in my view, when you have massive income and wealth inequality, when the people on top are doing phenomenally well, 
What you don't do is what the Republicans want to do is repeal the estate tax, $1.8 trillion in tax breaks, the top one-tenth of 1%, and then cut programs for working people and low-income people. That is grossly immoral, unacceptable, and not what the American people want. The Inflation Reduction Act, there's something, there's an interesting drama playing out with a colleague of yours, Senator Joe Manchin. Now, I know you're a big supporter of the Inflation Reduction Act, particularly those clean energy credits. It's the largest climate bill we've ever passed, even if insufficient. But one of the things people didn't quite appreciate, and possibly your colleague Joe Manchin did not, is that the tax credits in the bill have no cap to them. Which is to say, the Congressional Budget Office estimated the total cost of them. But if they're more successful and more people use them, then the money spends, which means there could be a lot more investment in clean energy than the Congressional Budget Office projected. Personally, I think that's a good thing. Joe Manchin appears to be incredibly upset about this. And I wonder if you have a view, whether it's good or bad, that more clean energy might get built. Chris, let us be as clear as we can be. You know, when we talk about climate change as an existential threat, those are just not idle words. This is what the scientific community is telling us. And if we don't get our act together and move to clean energy and transform our energy system away from fossil fuel, I, I really fear so much and worry so much about the kind of planet we're leaving to our kids and our grandchildren. And the problem is, this is not just an American issue. You got to work with China, who are the yep. major emitters of carbon. Guess what? You're going to have to work with Russia if we're yep. going to save the planet. Yep. So, no, I do not regret the fact that we may be more successful in this country in transforming our energy system than we have previously believed. But we still have a long way to go. We got to lead this in this world. This ain't an easy issue, but there is no issue more important. And what really bothers me is you still have people out there who are terribly worried about the fossil fuel industry. Well, stop worrying about the fossil fuel industry. Worry about your kids and your grandchildren and the kind of planet that they're going to be living in. Uh, recently announced that you struck a bipartisan deal with Bill Cassidy, also, I believe, on your committee, uh, on lowering prescription drug prices. This would be over and above uh, the some of the stuff that happened to them passing the law in the IRA. G given that you have a bipartisan deal here, is this going to get a Senate vote and does it have a chance in the House? I do believe it's going to get a Senate vote in one form or another. Uh, yeah, it will get a Senate vote. And I think these are issues. Look, when you talk about prescription drugs, Chris, guess what? You know what older Republicans are concerned about? Yeah, terribly? Yes, yes. yeah guess what? They can't afford prescription drugs. And my yeah. Republican colleagues understand that. So there is no excuse when the pharmaceutical industry makes tens of billions of dollars of profit every year that we continue to pay the highest prices in yep. the world for prescription drugs. Now, this bill, to be honest with you, is a good step forward. It is modest. We're going to go further. And we have, I believe, on May 10th, a hearing. We're going to be bringing into the committee the uh, CEOs of the major drug companies uh, in this country. Uh, actually worldwide, Great. Uh, and we are going to ask them about lowering the price of insulin and making drugs affordable uh, to everybody in this country. Senator Bernie Sanders, it's always a pleasure, sir. Thank you very much. Please don't vote for someone else in the primary. Also, the two options are terrible. Even Bernie's saying vote for Biden. Shortcast Club.